Hello everyone, welcome to our episode of Public Discourse. I'm your co-host, my name is Sancho Asinto, and once again with our another co-host, Sir Ricardo Chavez. Today we have a very special episode talking about science and COVID and amazing stuff that are very relevant today because we don't want to die of COVID. We want to live a long life and die whenever God wants us to die. I don't know, well, in a nursing home or something, but not of COVID. So today, we actually have a very special guest. He's a scientist. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, we met at our Speakeasy Club Toastmasters. So hit us up if you want to join us. It's a great club. Uh, we're having a pool party soon. So it's going to be amazing. She's our current president and a, you know, and a real good friend of mine. So her name is Irene Sanchez. She got a bachelor's in biomedical science and a PhD in neuroscience and is currently working as a postdoctoral research fellow at the laboratory at Georgetown University. In her free time, she likes reading about and communicating science, and that's why she wanted to be part of our podcast. And we're very thankful that she's part of this podcast. She's very smart and knows a lot of things about science. So right now, I'm going to pass the baton, like in the Olympic relay, to uh, Miss Irene Sanchez, and you can introduce herself. Thank you very much, Sancho. Well, as you already said, I'm a postdoc at the laboratory in Georgetown University. I do mostly research in epilepsy, but since this podcast is about public discourse, I thought that it would be more interesting to talk about the the topic of the year <laughs> and the topic of last year, which has been COVID, because we are still stuck on this pandemic. And therefore, we'll talk a little bit about the science in times of COVID, how it has been communicated, and which whether it has helped or hindered the discoveries and how this information was transmitted to the population and also how this has informed the different policies of different countries. Awesome. Hi everyone, it's uh, Ricardo here and uh, I definitely want to say welcome Irene. We are looking forward to conversing with you about this subject and so to start us off I wanted to ask you what has been the biggest piece of disinformation that you've heard being spread about COVID, whether it be from social media or even from uh, legacy media. What what do you think? Wow, well, the biggest piece of this information that I read was on Twitter and it was amazing. It was a um, Spanish user who was saying that according to media from the United States, everyone who got a COVID vaccine now uh, were officially like a product of Microsoft and we we belong to Microsoft Corporation. And <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. So that, say that again. <laughs> it was impressive because like this came out of nowhere. This is someone just inventing stuff. Mm -hmm. And well, like if you want, we can talk a little about that. Like why are people inventing stuff <laughs> in social media? Because <laughs> there's, I, I also read something about it and it was interesting to think about it. But like it just came out of nowhere. There was no piece of information attached because there, there cannot be any information attached to that because it's false. <laughs> they just invented it. And it was followed by a bunch of people saying, yeah, I knew it, of course, like you're stupid, you got the vaccine and you see now you're not a person anymore. And it just, 
it was a very crazy thread. Like, of course, that's not going to make the news, but. Right. No, that's funny. That was the biggest piece of misinformation I found. Sancho, what's the craziest thing you heard? <laughs> craziest thing I've heard? Uh, I mean, I've heard of that, Irene, that we're going to be soldiers of Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me actually think. Let me think something unique. Uh, oh, yeah, about the fertility thing. I have a friend, uh, you know, you know, our co- common friend, you know, who I'm talking about, Ricardo, but he... <laughs> He was asking, how's my dick doing? Is it still working? Because <laughs> he, he read somewhere that when you get the vaccine, your dick will stop working. So. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah, yeah. So he, you know, you know, our friend is very, you know, very into the. Person. He's very immersed in the far right world. So. <laughs> I yeah. didn't hear that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I I'm, just heard. I just heard uh, the the big conspiracy I kept hearing was, oh, man, they're going to put a chip in you and they'll know where you're doing at all times. And in my head, that was stupid because I'm like, yo, we have a cell phone. That tells (laughs) everyone what we're doing at all times anyways. (laughs) We don't need a chip for that anymore. Uh, That's what what baffles me. Like, are these people serious? Like, they actually believe this or, you know, I mean, are they just like, this is a joke? You know, are they making a joke out of it? Somebody that they trust has to tell them this. It can't be, it you know, it's it's got to be obviously in 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 a, a situation where internally they already don't want to do it for whatever reason, whether they mistrust the government, science, doctors, whatever it is, and then now they just need somebody who seems remotely credible trying to convince them that this thing will be hell on earth, uh, and that's all they need. So. I think it's just nonsense. I mean, so let me ask you, Irene. So, is this true? Like, can you prove? Can you disprove this stuff that we're actually not Microsoft products? Well, it's like everything that comes out of nowhere. It's very hard to disprove because you can always ask, like, but what? Like, why is the opposite not true? You know, what is hard is to. That's why when we are going to judge someone like on a trial with like the the person is innocent until you prove the opposite because it's very hard to prove that someone <laughs> is innocent if you assume that they're guilty you know yeah so, like the question normally is asked the other way around like how can you prove that we are products of microsoft <laughs> you know that should be the question you know, like how can you prove that you're not a product of microsoft like do mm-hmm. computers know that they are products of microsoft how could you know you know it's like mm, I don't know, like, it's just stupid to me, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that is obviously fake news, right? So what is the real news, Irene? Can you tell us what is COVID? What does the vaccine do? How does it how does it protect us? And we all took it, right? So how does, scientifically, how does the COVID vaccine protect us from this virus? Yeah, so the virus, so COVID is... Um, coronavirus disease <laughs> and that's the D in the and uh, it's called 19 it's not related to the year it appeared it's just I think it uh, like the 19th coronavirus of that those characteristics oh, okay. um, mm. and it's a virus which is uh, genetic material inside of a capsule viruses are a little tricky because they are like in between life and death (laughs) like they 
are alive in the sense that they can replicate and they can like distribute themselves and like make copies of themselves and keep living in like this. Um, we consider that they are that they can keep living, but they always need a host to do that. So they are we consider that they are not exactly alive. Mm -hmm. That's that's the limit where they are. They're a bit of a strange creature, mm -hmm. but they so they contain this RNA and uh, they are they have a capsule around. Not all viruses have that, but the COVID virus has <laughs> RNA and then the capsule around, and it has certain proteins that are what allow them to get into the body, especially in the cells of the lungs that mm. have special receptors that can bind to those proteins so they let them in. And in particular, um, it's known that the ones that have uh, something called an angiotensin receptor, they're more susceptible to get the virus in and infect it and start replicating it inside of the body. So what the vaccines do, the mRNA vaccines, is that they have the mRNA which is the, like the genetic code that codifies that protein of the capsule of the virus that allows the virus to get into the body. So we put the genetic information inside of our body, so our body is going to generate that uh, protein that is strange, but it doesn't have the virus attached. So our body will our immunity will recognize that protein will say, oh, this is strange. Let's make antibodies against it. And what the antibodies mm. do is that they will attach to that protein and like. Like mark it so it will be destroyed. So mm. OK, that's what the vaccine does. And then when the virus arrives, if we get uh, if we get a contagion from someone else. Um, then when the virus arrives, our body already has antibodies against that particular protein that allows the virus to get in. So it prevents it, like it may not prevent it 100%. It is possible that the virus still can avoid immunity and then get in. That's why we can get some outbreak infections. Like, oh, why someone got the vaccine, but then still got the virus? Yeah, because it's not 100% it's not like foolproof. Exactly, because you have the antibodies on your blood, but there are many things on your blood. So <laughs> if just one single virus can make it so they can arrive to the cell and then get in, you can get the infection. The thing is that since the antibodies are in your blood, the infection is not going to spread around the body. That's why if you get the vaccine, now people are not dying. Mm. Even if the virus can get in, it has a lot of problems to Infect so, so if you're unvaccinated, you don't have a vaccine, you don't have the antibodies. So is it kind of like a ninja? Like the virus, like a ninja, is like invisible, going in your body and just fucks up your body without your immune system knowing? Is that kind of what's happening there? Well, your immune system doesn't have the head start because yeah, head start the virus exactly. So yeah. some people manage like. It's, that's what they say from the beginning of the pandemic. If in general, if you are young and in good health, uh, your body tends to be able to manage the infection. Like your 
your body is going to do the same. So it's going to take the the virus proteins that are these ones are attached to the virus, but your mm -hmm. your body will see them anyway. So mm -hmm. it will generate the antibodies after you are getting the. I see. I so, got you. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, the thing. You lose the time that you could win if you had the vaccine. It's like being prepared and like winging it basically. <laughs> So I mean, it's so. This is my question. So one of the this, I mean, I don't know if you can correct me if I'm wrong. One of the I don't know if it's a disinformation or not until now, but I hear it everywhere. A lot of people keep saying it's just the flu. It's just the flu. It's just like a regular flu, you know. Like I don't, you know, you can this probably. I don't really know what it's about, you know. Like, can you enlighten us? Is it just really the flu? What is the difference between the flu and this? The difference is that there's the flu every year and there are deaths by the flu every year, but they don't collapse the hospitals. The problem, the, the reason why COVID became a public health issue is because it spreads very easily, much more easily than the flu. And it affected people really badly. Like um, we have never, except maybe because with the, Spanish flu at the beginning mm -hmm. of the last century. Mm -hmm. There have like the flu that we experience every year doesn't do that. It doesn't it doesn't make like hospitals have having to say we cannot take any any more people in because we are like saturated. You know? That was the issue that you cannot have a health system where you cannot take more people in because it's not only COVID, then people may need to go to the hospital for other reasons, but if yeah. you have all the beds occupied and everything like that, like that was the main issue with COVID. I see. So is it like, is it because of the contagious? Uh, so regardless of contagious, con you know, how contagious it is, obviously COVID is, you know, gold medal, world champion in being contagious. Yeah. But in terms of the severity of it, is it the same as the flu or is it even worse? In terms of the severity, yeah. we I think we still don't know because there's this strange long-term COVID that it's unclear what's it for, because COVID uh, produces pneumonia, um, the flu produces pneumonia too. COVID yeah. also seems to produce like more probability of getting blood clots and that sort of problem. And at some point it was thought that it was causing some like stroke. Um, I'm not, I don't think the flu does that, at least I don't know. Yeah. So in that sense, it was strange. Like it was affecting, apart from the pneumonia, which is the main uh, thing that's worrisome about the flu and the main thing that's worrisome about COVID in that sense, they're the same. But COVID seems to be affecting the immune system also in other ways, that's why it causes blood clots and stuff like that. Um, and then there's also this long-term COVID when people recover from COVID, but they still have headaches or brain fog or things like that, that I think we still don't know exactly how does that work. And mm -hmm. um, right now I'm not sure whether that is a consequence of COVID or is a consequence of the long-term hospitalization. I think it's considered to be part of the disease. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, this long-term COVID disease affects more women than men. But, but mm, yeah, interesting. We, 
Well, wait a little bit to have more information about it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's brand new, right? We're learning more and more about it. I think that's what a lot of the spoiled people like don't realize. They're like, oh, you know, like this is one of the things that pisses me off. They're like, you know, science always changes. It's like it's it's common sense, right? But a lot of these people are like, you know, science doesn't change. What are you talking about? I mean, like you don't know shit. And the, you know, there will be, they would even say like, you know, they would quote something that Dr. Fauci said from like two years ago or something. And then they, you know, what I mean, that's different now. Yeah, because they didn't know much back then. Now we know more now. You know what I mean? And it's like, look, look, he said that he's flip flopping. I was like, yeah, he's supposed to flip flop in science, right? Yeah, like, you're supposed to change your opinion as new yeah, information comes in. That's People are point. just so ignorant. But I mean, well, here's the question. I don't know. You know this, Irene, but I mean, I had this another. I don't know if it's this information or something. I had some friends tell me about it, like with the Fauci emails or whatever. Apparently, this is actually manufactured. This is man-made in a lab, or is it come? Is it did it come from a bat or a pangolin, or is it actually like? Oh you know, yeah, I was yeah, in this lab cause, thing because they're saying it was it was made. It's the U.S. The NIH funded this, and they're working with China to create this new virus, and it just escaped in the lab, and that's COVID apparently. And there's also a reason, that's part of the reason why the uh, vaccine came so quickly, because they're already making this damn thing. So they were either vaccine in conjunction, or at yeah. least they were already... Is that it. disinformation, or is there some credibility behind that? Like, what is, okay, what is that? So that? That was something that was said at the beginning of the pandemic, because it was a little strange. In, well, China is a communist country, and for some reason, communist countries have tendency to ban people from doing some research or like getting information about what's going on. So at the beginning, we didn't really know what was happening. It was very hard to know what was COVID actually like. And like, I remember I was hearing about it and I was I was not really worried. They were saying like, it's a new virus, but it's like a flu weren't saying much more there were people asking like if it's just like a flu why are the doctors in full you know with a full protective <laughs> suit that like yeah, yeah why they why they had hazmat gear yeah like, but there wasn't much more than that then covid arrived to europe and i remember like part of the first cases were in italy or spain and at the beginning it was like well something that was done very badly was that it was like oh it just affects all people with like with the belief or i would say like a very mm. it was a cold attitude yeah we were like it doesn't affect us it's not going to affect our day-to-day it's only affecting old people i I remember that because i remember thinking it was kind of a it was a crappy attitude because you could see it everywhere it yeah, was like, hey, it's no big deal. It's yeah, no like, deal. it's not a big deal if it only kills all people. It's like, yeah, well, exactly. like, but they're people. So, yeah, it was treated like, yeah, this is no big deal. And, however, all people were pretty scared, even in Spain. But, Absolutely. yeah, like, the attitude was that, nah, it's not so worrisome. Like, it's nothing's going to happen. And it wasn't, like, until Italy did the lockdown that, like it was the first that's a big deal in the European Union when a country like closes their borders that's not supposed to happen so it was like oh this is serious and then suddenly in two or three weeks <laughs> it was like yeah. people started to say we're all gonna die basically yeah yeah <laughs> it was it was a like, terrible thing yeah because that's when you were hearing about how overfilled they were too yeah and mm-hmm. then 
like so then there we started to have the notion that it was something serious and mm. then we were like okay like where did this start like where did this, did this come from and like china wasn't really revealing much information because it was like who were the first patients and that was already a big deal which was strange because it's there's nothing okay like Donald Trump said it was the China virus and that was wrong because like no one can predict where the next virus can appear so you cannot blame China for what happened there but mm. yeah like I maybe they were worried that it would be bad uh, advertisement for China so that's why they didn't want to reveal anything but I think it made it worse because then people started imagining things and then yeah like they uh, publish the sequence of the virus and the sequence of the virus looks natural like there are ways which you can fabricate DNA sequences and that one doesn't seem to follow techniques that exist right now so it seems to have developed naturally on an animal or something like that and um, I think it was also Chinese researchers, but I'm not sure. Like, it was revealed that there was a similar coronavirus uh, that came from bats and and some intermediate <laughs> hostage that could be a pangolin. So, that, yeah, that it's very hard to know exactly where does a virus come from, even when you have all the information. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, China was a little opaque uh, with all that and they they released the sequence of the virus which was great because that's what enabled uh, everyone to do the um, PCR tests and to be able to detect it and be able to be sure that an infection was COVID or was not COVID which at the beginning was hard to tell mm -hmm. but yeah like I don't know why <laughs> for some reason yeah China hasn't been allowing people to investigate where did the virus come from for a long time and after the, the sequence of the virus was revealed and it was it's almost 100% clear that it's a natural virus mm -hmm. there like the interest in why like where did the virus come from decayed was it was supposed that it should be some white market in in Wuhan 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 yeah but like we just assume that's it and let's focus on generating vaccines and uh, fight the virus and so on but yeah some months ago the United States said that it should be worth it to investigate more and it, I don't think I I haven't learned that there have been any new breakthroughs about that but yeah I, I think it's always good to do some research to try to find out how did this happen because maybe that way we can prevent it to happen again yeah yeah that's okay. actually very interesting you said that because uh, I have this this guy tell me that it was uh, they according to the Fauci leaks whatever right that it, the genome they were saying it was man-made, it was not natural. It's the complete opposite of what you're saying. But then when I asked him, where did you get this info? And he said, Fox <laughs> News. So, okay, great job. So, and I, cause I was asking him, did you actually read the emails, right? Because mm -hmm. I always go to the source. If you're talking about the emails, 
Did you read the emails? Yeah, did you go through them? Well, he said he didn't. He just read an article on Fox News about it. But apparently that's what they're reporting. And a lot of people who follow that network, who apparently has the highest cable ratings right now, totally believe that, that they're the sequence that, you know, is that what they're reporting apparently? The sequence they're saying is not natural, completely opposite of what you're saying. And that's why they're saying they can trace it in a lab in Wuhan that was funded by the NIH. And it was Dr. Fauci who did it. So it was Fauci's fault to have corona. Like, well, it, it is true that yeah, on Wuhan, there is a lab that studies coronaviruses. Mm-hmm. Like There are labs studying coronaviruses in many places of the world. So yeah, is it, in general, the labs that work with like highly transmissible viruses have a lot of security measures and like even you know negative pressure so the air only goes into the building it doesn't come out of the building you know so like it is very controlled and it is very hard that a virus could escape Mm -hmm. from a lab again can i prove that didn't happen no it's very difficult but it's not completely impossible so what where? I mean, where did you get this info that it was natural? Is it like in your mm-hmm. scientific community, or is it widely accept, accepted in your with your peers that it is natural? Like, yeah, what is your force? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, what did the scientists say? I'm no. I, I know. I'm. I'm not a virologist, so I don't know. I, I'm not able to create the genome of a virus by myself. What I heard, and I believe it because I have to believe the experts that talk about it, is that uh, yeah, the virologists that looked at the sequence when it was provided, and it's the real sequence, like that's what the coronavirus is like, because that's what you look at when you have a person that has COVID symptoms and you check uh, in the with the PCR test if it has the same sequence, so gotcha. they have the same virus. And that, yeah, that's what they find in the people that have the symptoms of COVID. So it's the real sequence. And that sequence of the virus seems natural. Like it doesn't have uh, mm. I'm not sure about how to do how do they do this, but I would assume that they will have certain like certain sequences or let's say little pieces that you can put together if you want to create an artificial virus. Mm-hmm. And if natural viruses have a certain structure and you don't find any of these artificial pieces on it, you can assume that it's natural. Makes so. sense. It's like, what is the difference between an apple and a car, right? Cars mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, the thing makes, yeah, I think that, that no, that, thank you for that, because I've been thinking about it when that guy told me about it. I was like, yeah, you know, but then again, I would rather believe the virologist who actually did the sequencing rather than Fox News, who definitely has an agenda, right? Exactly. Yeah. I can. Like I don't, I haven't read the the original article, but I or the original letter or whatever it was that was published about it. But yeah, that's the consensus in the scientific community that it looks natural. So yeah, I'll I'll find it and I can send it to you. And if you want, like you can, uh, I know I don't know add it to the podcast or something like that, so people can look at it and. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, okay. I can send this link to that guy and see what he says. <laughs> it's going to go now, Fox News. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, that's... fake news. So here's what I want to know. Yep. Moving on from, from the current COVID. Listen, I wanna, I'm curious about Delta. 
based on your opinion, right? Strictly your opinion. Do you imagine another? I don't think it'll be a year long, but do you imagine another lockdown? Do you imagine life returning to normal and us figuring out a way to 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 try to at least live a normal life? What what in your opinion do you think happens over the next few months? Are we indoors or are we uh, living life normally? What an asterisk. In the United States? In the U.S. Yeah, in the U.S. I don't think we will have a lockdown again. Okay. Because more than half of the population is vaccinated. And Mm -hmm. in most states, like in D.C., we are more than 60% already. So I would say most states can afford to remain open. But... I think we're probably still going to have like many restrictions because still a lot of people don't want to get vaccinated and the virus is increasing in Florida and in many states in the middle of the country. So yeah, Florida, that'd be a stupid place to go on a vacation to, right? Right. Especially in a couple months. Definitely. <laughs> Who would think to do that? Well, I, I mean, that's the thing. That's the irony behind it. Because, you know, they, they and I know they're saying, right, in D.C., where you are right now, Irene, you have like 60%, same, similar here in Maryland, Virginia, we're like, we're good. You know, we're we're doing well. Around mm-hmm. 60, almost 70%. We all, we all pretty much have herd immunity here. But we're the one actually having the mask mandates, right? They still have to, you know, yeah. but then the ones with like 30% vaccinations rate are the ones who's like making masks illegal. <laughs> So that's yeah. just a big irony and stupidity behind it. Like the ones who actually need it, they're actually, you know, what I mean? it, it's like the way, I mean, you know, I'm a man of analogy, so I can just think about it. Like we're not thirsty, but we're still drinking water, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And they're really thirsty, but they make it illegal to drink water. Yeah. It, and it's all like politics. It's just, and that's, I mean, I'm an immigrant, you know, I've been in this country for just a decade and it just baffles me how how this thing is. It's just so predictable, you know. Here I'm here, my again with a political rant, but you know, it's just it's just like Americans are just you know cop copy paste of you know politically at least. Like you look at the map with the low vaccination rates, and those are the same like Republican maps. The that places you election, right? And it's it's like. It's so predictable and it's so stupid. Because I mean, I'm, in the Philippines, there's don't get me wrong. In other countries, there's like no vaccine. I can speak for the Philippines. People don't want to get vaccinated there too. But it's not like, oh, I vote for this candidate, so I'm not. You know, it's more like a personal choice. I'm just like, oh, I just read an article, so I'm anti-vax now, kind of thing. You know what I mean? But here, it's like, you know what I mean? It's politically tied. It's so mesmerizing. <laughs> yeah, that. It is very unfortunate because it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> and well, like in general, it has been if you're a Democrat, you get vaccinated. If you're a Republican, you don't. Although it's not exactly like that. Luckily, people think beyond that. And like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people think beyond those two parties, you know, what I mean, but but there's just like a huge chunk. And I think and that's why, my, you know, in the lunch session, I already ranted about this 24-7 cable news. You know, but that's there's just a huge chunk of population who just follow those people, you know what I mean? And it's like I don't know. There's just those extremists there. And it's been very very hypocritical that some people 
some politicians got the vaccine while telling people not to get the vaccine. Mm. Or told people not to get the vaccine, then they went and got the vaccine and then fin finally the vaccine was good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just I was at mass today, I was praying and I was like, no, I'm like, I'm just going to worry about myself. I should, you know, it's not my problem, you know, <laughs> the world's the world, you know. But I mean, speaking of vaccines, Irene, so can you tell us more about this vaccine? So there's a lot of different kinds. So this is one of my here's one of my questions. Be quite, I mean, you know, I'm dual country person. I get updated Philippines. I know same with you, Irene, with Spain. So here in the U.S., we mainly got like Pfizer, Moderna, right? And some Johnson and Johnson. And in the Philippines, most people actually got Sinovac. You know, they got yeah. the, the Chinese vaccine. They got the donation from China. Yeah. And, you know, some of them are getting Sputnik now, you know, mm. and some of them, you know, are getting finally Biden start donating them. So a lot of them are getting, you know, Pfizer now and Moderna and stuff like that. So they're they're actually very diverse there. You know, AstraZeneca, they had yeah. all the vaccines there, you know. Well, here, I think we just stick with the American ones. Mm -hmm. So what is the what's the difference between all of those? Like this me having the American Pfizer vaccine going to be more protected than my friend who got the Sinovac vaccine? OK, well. What I explain about what the vaccine does, that it gives you the messenger RNA that contains the code to create this spike protein, that's the one that allows the virus to get in. That's in general what all the vaccines do, but it's in particular for the messenger RNA vaccines, which are Moderna and uh, Pfizer. Janssen? Say Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, Johnson, uh, Johnson and Johnson is not. <clears throat> no, Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca are a virus, like the whole virus that is inactivated. Mm -hmm. So the principle is the same. Like your body will detect those the proteins of the virus and it will react against them. But <clears throat> it's it's not just the the genetic code of the virus that it gets, it gets the whole virus, it's just that it is inactivated. And I'm not sure about Sputnik V and Sinovac. Um, I think they are also uh, inactivated virus. Yeah, yeah, they're all, I think, I mean, we are the only one doing the mRNA. Yeah, have, they don't have the technology to do that as well. So they're oh, only okay. in the old fashioned way. Yeah, I mean, so, what I heard is like, you know, I mean, my, my main question was like, you know, mm -hmm. like Pfizer, 95%, but they're not 95%, right? And yeah. they're saying in Sinovac, they only have like 60% efficacy, 50% efficacy. So is, does that mean I'm more protected? Because I have 90, I have an A, they have an F, like, am you I? What you know? have to look at is, um, so it's two things. First, the, the efficacy against the virus getting in, so like the efficacy against the infection, and that's mm -hmm. what Moderna and Pfizer have it higher. It's about yeah, 92 or 93%, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then there's the capacity to prevent serious illness and death. I that's see. about 100% for all of them. Mm -hmm. So as far as I know, all the vaccines uh, prevent everyone from getting seriously ill or to die or from dying. Um, just that, yeah, Sinovac, I think it has yeah, like a 50 or 60 percent of um, efficacy against letting the virus in. But mm -hmm. if it gets in, That's it will shield. not make you sick. Yeah. So we just have better shields. 
Yeah, exactly. But you still oh, get a shield okay. and it's good enough to prevent you from dying. Makes sense. Okay, so I want to use this section. We have like around 30 minutes left. I want to use this time to actually, this is for, for our listeners who hasn't got vaccinated. And I, you know, and I have friends who are like that and they have concerns and it's not like they're anti-vax. They just have concerns and questions, right? So one of them was like, so they have, one of them was saying it's experimental. We're not sure, you know what I mean? Like, is it, we're not sure, you know what I mean? Like a lot of them was like, well, it's rushed. We're not sure what's going to happen in long-term effects for me, right? So what what is what trials has been done for this? What kind of preparations to make sure it's actually safe? I mean, I had the same question too. And I, you know, I mean, like, what is this? You know, am I gonna like what my friend said? Is my dick gonna work? You know, like what's happening here? You know, is it gonna affect my reproductive system? You know, uh, yeah. So what is what are the I guess the you stop to the unvaccinated people? What what are what are the preparations that was done before this was sent to the public? Okay. Well, for everything like any <clears throat> sort of medicine that is uh, made available to the public mm-hmm. you have to pass at least three phases of trials on the first one you give it to healthy people which for vaccines is a no-brainer like you always give them to healthy people but for other uh, types of drugs it's the same you have to give it to healthy people and monitor their secondary effects so for a while, you see that basically that it doesn't make them sick or doesn't kill them. <laughs> and it and you monitor everything. Is I don't know if you remember at some point during the development of the vaccines, I think the Moderna trials were stopped because a person died, mm-hmm. and they wanted to make sure whether that was a consequence of the vaccine or not. So that's it. Like. At any point of the trial, if anything strange happens to anyone, um, we always suppose that it's a consequence of the vaccine and then it needs to be investigated. Hmm. And they found out that it wasn't related to the vaccine, that it was something that happened to the person. And then the trials continued and then that's how the Moderna vaccine finally got released to the public. So this first phase, you give it to healthy people and you see that they don't have secondary effects. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's a second and a third basis in which you, if it's not a vaccine, you give it to <laughs> sick people and you measure that it's better than whatever exists. In the case of the coronavirus vaccine, since we don't have any other vaccine, so <laughs> that those parts were faster. Um, but in every, when they made the, they said we have a vaccine that has a 92% efficacy and it can protect you like in all cases from serious illness or death that was real it had already been tested i don't know exactly how many people but like there's a number of people that has to be tested in and it's like thousands so it has to be tested in a lot of people to make sure that it doesn't have any bad effects because if it, if it is wrong for people in any sense, they would immediately stop the trial. So when the announcement was made slightly after the American election that the Moderna vaccine was working and like a little later than the Pfizer vaccine was working, they have already tried it in thousands of people. Okay. And since then, which was almost a year ago, 
we have even tried it in us in more <laughs> than 50% of the American population. And most people are fine. <laughs> so but, can I, sorry, yeah. I was going to ask, it, you know, it sounds like it's, it's so, so let me actually ask this then. Has it gone through the standard amount of testing? So this is like any other pill that's been, dis sorry, not pill. It's like any other vaccine that's been distributed out in the U.S. Yeah. in that it's been tested the same amount. It's gone through the same amount of uh, rigor. So, okay, so then I guess what is, so then I guess it's it's a incorrect perception then that this vaccine was rushed. Is that, it, is that, am I understanding that correctly or? Yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I understand like what you're saying. It wasn't rushed in the sense that it, no, it's not possible to say we're going to release this to the public. We don't know what it does, but we'll hope for the best. Like the, the right. FDA will never allow that. Right, so it, right. was, it wasn't rushed on that sense. Mm -hmm. it, people have the impression that it was rushed because it happened faster than usual because it got, um, well, it got an emergency approval. Uh, gotcha. The, the whole process was done. So normally you need to do the first part of the trials in the lab and then you need to get approval and then you test it on uh, human, uh, like on human, uh, not patients, but volunteers. Like test subjects, or Exactly. And oh. then when that seems to be working on a small population, you get approved to try it on more people. The way they did it this time is that mm. when you got the lab tests, um, you immediately got approval to try it on people. Again, oh. with all the measures, but mm -hmm. like, what they skip, they did not skip it, but like they made it faster, was the the process of approval between one step and the next one. Gotcha. Well, like we are going to make sure that this works, but as soon as this works, we're going to, st to start the next step, which normally gotcha. take much more time. So that's why it worked faster. And also another thing that makes people suspicious, and I agree that at this point, it's a little, I can understand why can why that can seem suspicious is that none of the vaccines have been officially approved by the FDA. What they get is an emergency approval, mm -hmm. which it literally means this is the best thing we have, but like we don't make it officially a drug that you can take in the United States, you know? Gotcha. Kind of, it kind of means that. So now the FDA is looking into make it officially approved, which mm -hmm. is the most normal thing to do. No, absolutely. And it, it's just that it takes a lot of documents and a lot of work to make sure that everything is clear and that you can get a drug officially approved uh, and get it into the market. So that's what's taking longer and that's what makes some people afraid of it because they're like okay if it's so good and it's like if there's nothing wrong with it why doesn't it get officially approved which would be the normal thing mm -hmm. but it's just that what takes long is the administrative work gotcha. <laughs> it's all about yeah. bureaucracy mm -hmm. well i mean so it sounds like it's important and yeah. it's just that that 
it if you can shorten those timings to get the vaccine earlier into mm -hmm. the market, that's good. Mm -hmm. But then also if you want to make sure that everything's clear and I don't know, the vaccine cannot be misused or something like that, then you also need to make sure that that is very clear when you take the vaccine into the market. Got it. That's true. Uh, so I have a quick question with this. So this is good. Thanks for sharing that. This is really good information. I'm learning a lot too. I didn't. I thought I already did a lot of research, but yeah. Uh, another thing I have a question with is like this booster shots going on. I think it's kind of yeah. funny because like Pfizer was like, we need booster shots now. FDA was like, no, not yet. <laughs> like what's happening? Is, is that that Pfizer just being a you know a capitalistic greedy corporation? I was gonna say like, they're being greedy assholes. Just just like it's you know what I mean? Like do we and actually need booster shots? Like what is yeah. going on there? Yeah. This is uh, what is a booster shot too? Yes. <laughs> this is entirely my own opinion, but <laughs> so well this is not my own opinion. A booster shot is just um uh yeah you put the same vaccine inside of the body and that way you make it make more antibodies because even when you get a vaccine, you start generating antibodies and for a while you're um, protected against a disease. But with time, your body may not generate so many antibodies. Like the, the number of antibodies that you have against that particular virus can become smaller. That's why for some diseases you can need a booster shot. It's just to make sure that the... So it's like reinforcements for your army. Exactly. So to make sure that your shield can still be up and you're completely protected. Now, my personal opinion. I do think that Pfizer and Moderna are just being greedy. Okay. <laughs> At this point, they just, both of them, increased the price of the vaccine. Of course they did. I don't know. From the beginning, AstraZeneca, for example, said that they didn't want the vaccine to be too expensive because they want people to, they wanted it to be affordable and people to be able to get it. And it has been the opposite strategy for both uh, Moderna and Pfizer. And in, it works for them and we live in a capitalist world. So I guess that's how things work. <laughs> but yeah, they, they just raised the price and I don't think it's the best moment for doing that. When most of the world still cannot get the vaccine yeah i have i talked to my friend last night actually one of my groomsmen he was like oh so i just uh, i invested in pfizer and biontech their price <laughs> are their stocks are going up <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. That's he was like invest right now it, I mean, it makes sense because i mean I, I think before they were what you're saying they were not making money out of it you know they were doing it like break even for like to help people right mm -hmm. but now they're like Time to make money. <laughs> now it's time to make this money. Time to have some profit, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I was actually watching their stock when the pandemic, and it was pretty like it wasn't going up. It was like, aren't they supposed to be going up now? But it's just you know it's just like constant, and that mm -hmm. makes sense because they're you know what I mean like if they're spending five dollars to make it, they're selling mm -hmm. it for five dollars, you know. Mm -hmm. But now they're like putting trees so they can get the profit, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean it. It is what it is. I mean, I mean then, also. Mm -hmm, go ahead. Yeah. So Moderna, sorry, uh, yes, um, quick thing to say. So Moderna published that six months after the the second shot, their their vaccines were still 92% uh, protective, something like, mm -hmm. like their immunity doesn't seem to go down uh, after six months. So that's good. And they were not asking for a booster. Oh, it's <laughs> Pfizer. Pfizer, 
Pfizer published that yeah, Pfizer recommended a booster in for the fall. Like people who have been already vaccinated should get a booster uh, during the fall or the winter. And I think that was a nice move from the FDA to say, wait, <laughs> you still are very protective. Like, wait, why would they need a booster? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was a. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll do charity now, but we'll we'll rip you off later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, you know, now that you're not locked down anymore, you're back to work. Time to rip you off. Yeah, I mean, so what? Let me. We have like around ten minutes left, but I want to talk about something that is very big in the news right now, which is the Delta variant, right? And Delta Plus now, apparently in Korea, right? And then it's gonna be Delta Galaxy S9, right? It's <laughs> funny <laughs> here. So, it's, what is this? You know, what is this variant? You know, what is this Delta variant or Delta Plus, you know? Or... Okay, yeah, so for any virus, um, you can get variants, which means that there are slightly, they are slightly different versions of the same virus. So this sequence that the Chinese published that mm -hmm. allows us to recognize the coronavirus, the, the coronavirus causing the, the SARS-CoV-2, which causes the COVID-19. There have been variants coming up. Like There was one that was more easily transmissible that appeared in the United Kingdom, another one that appeared in South Africa. And if you remember, th this started appearing towards January or so this year, when the vaccines came out, these variants started like being noticed and it was like are the vaccines going to protect us against these variants for now they seem they do mm -hmm. but yeah since they don't have exactly the same genome but it's very similar so it's still the same virus and it causes the same um, symptoms and everything but it is slightly different so their proteins are slightly different that's why they can be more susceptible um that's what happens they are slightly different versions of the virus and normally the ones that have success and start spreading is because they are more contagious mm. why, why they, is this is yeah. it just evolution yeah exactly like, it's like the evolution, evolution. of the virus. like how are, i mean they're not like you know having sex and stuff right they're not having virus kids like how how, how are they changing it's, you know how is this process of changing yeah, so, so the virus, because it's not exactly alive, it's this strange thing. Yeah, you said it's it, in between life and death. It's like an exactly. egg, right? So it it needs to get inside of the, in this case, the human body to be able to reproduce itself. Mm -hmm. So it's our cells that make the copies of the genome of the virus and then make the capsule and then like put it inside and then liberate the virus inside of our body so it can go around and then infect other people <laughs> through our lungs when we breathe and so on so in the process of uh, replicating the virus that we do mm -hmm. we can things, but like it, that's the same way that mutations appear for humans in the process of that you're replicating some uh, DNA or RNA in this case because of this virus has RNA instead of DNA, you can make mistakes. And mm -hmm. the mistakes can make the virus less capable of infecting people or it can make them more capable of infecting people. And mistakes are happening all the time. But these variants that we get to identify is because they are more successful. <laughs> so they survive 
and transmit more easily. And that's yeah. how they start. It's, it's really a war. It's like survival of the fittest, right? Kind like, of, yeah. And we are we are in a war with like small enemies. Yeah, exactly. So they they started them the UK variant and the South African variant. Mm -hmm. Another one, but I don't. So know. Trump was right. He said he's a wartime president. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, the that, that's yeah. I mean, that's a crazy thing about it because like we're in a war, and in order to win to beat it, we just have to use the weapons, and weapons are in our disposal. People just don't want to pick it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and so the, the Delta variant appeared in India and they they call it the Delta variant because it was the fourth one that appeared. That's, I think the, the UK one is the Alpha variant, the South African one is the Beta variant, and there's another Gamma variant, but I don't remember where was it from. Maybe it was also from South Africa. Or from well, why did they call it Delta Plus? Why did they, what's the next one after Delta? It should be Epsilon. I don't okay. know exactly so, why it is Delta Plus. Sorry, I don't want to use Epsilon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's just that it's, I would say, if there is a reason why it's Delta Plus variant, maybe because it's not too different from the Delta variant. Like it's mm -hmm. not different enough to consider it a different one. I got you. I don't know. Or maybe it's just because people have gotten so used to the Delta variant. Like, I, I don't it's think everyone know there have been variants previous to the Delta. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I This yeah. is my first time hearing yeah. about the uh, other variants. Other variants. No, I, I just thought funny. that was the name they gave it. I think it's funny for me because that's actually one of my health insurance choices. That's my my dental insurance called Delta, so I can get Delta Plus <laughs> or Delta. <laughs> like, that's my health insurance. I chose Delta. I don't want to pay more, but <laughs> if you pay more, you have the premium. They call it Dental Delta Plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, this is great. Thanks again, Irene. Uh, we have like around five minutes left. Uh, Ricardo, you have any questions? We can wrap up. I think we we covered so much ground today. I was gonna say productive. we covered a lot of information. So in other words. Okay, let's 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 play devil advocate while we have a scientist here. Is there a reason that you would say that anyone should avoid taking the vaccine? You've given us enough reasons why they should, but is there any reason at all? Maybe you know that you would even suggest, hey, maybe you should take a pause. Maybe you should actually wait. Do you have any? Can you think of any? Well, of course, when the person is immunocompromised you know if your doctor tells you not to take the vaccine then definitely don't take it gotcha yeah this actually have a friend who she got the first shot of moderna and she got super sick and then she talked to her doctor about it apparently she's like uh allergic of it ah. so it's so the no vaccine was actually yeah, yeah that, exactly. that also some people are allergic to some components of the vaccines i'm not sure what do these vaccines contain but if they contain like albumin or stuff if you're allergic to eggs <laughs> something it's, it's so if you're allergic to eggs you may be allergic to this no i don't i don't know what are the components of these vaccines oh okay, okay. i don't know like you you need for in any case <laughs> ask your doctor they will that's what they get that's what they get for being weak um, <laughs> no okay that's crazy okay that's yeah 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 it is it is a thing but it's very rare it's yeah rare. yeah yeah i'm sure I'm sure I mean, there's not a lot of people. They're, they're trying to find, like, you know. Uh, An alternative solution. Yeah, alternative. I mean, she already got the first shot. 
you know, I mean, based on my understanding, you know, you you have some you know protection in the first shot, right? In the second shot, yeah. you gotta get more, you know, you get more re- uh, reinforcements kind of thing. I the also second really shot's like essentially a booster shot. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. But actually, it was published in February. I think it was the end of February or so, in the New England Journal of Medicine. That the the idea that you need the second shot to reach the 90% of the immunity mm-hmm. happened because they were because since the the clinical trials were going pretty fast, they gave the first shot and then they measured the the levels of antibodies two to three weeks afterwards, and they they weren't 90% yet. So they mm-hmm. gave the second shot, but in I think it was in the UK they were looking at people who had got the second shot more later, like uh, more delayed. And actually, if you let the immunity build up from the first shot, it it, it can reach the ninety percent. Okay. Oh. It's essentially you you have to be patient. Yeah, actually, that that's something. You have that, to be patient, so you won't be a patient. Yeah. All right. Wait, well, well, let's just let's just wrap it up. Wait, wait, it's been, um, it's been a good time. Thank you, Adam. Wait, 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 I just have, I want to ask Irene this. I just remembered something that one of my friends who refuses to get vaccinated mm-hmm. are telling me the reason why. And actually, I'm subscribing this. Uh, I won't say the news organization, this far right news organization, not because I like them, because I want to gather data. And I, you know, and they were, they have this like session about why, you know, stop, stop the shot. That's the name of their session. Stop the shot. Why oh. the vaccine is deadly, you know. And they keep citing this uh, Israel. I don't know if you're aware about this. Some, apparently, they've tested the Pfizer in Israel, and like thousands of people apparently died. Hundreds of people died. Did you hear about this, Irene? Or no, I heard right. that. Yeah, Israel was the first country that um, either reached herd immunity or got uh, yeah of their population vaccinated. And I heard that yeah, like they were doing normal life but then at some point the the disease still started spreading again and yeah had to go back to like wearing masks and lockdowns and so on um that was strange <laughs> it wasn't expected and i guess maybe they got an influence of the delta variant or so on. i i should have researched this because i'm not sure what ha- why that happened <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah that that was a strange thing but i don't i haven't heard that lots of people in Israel died. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I think that's what they're they're looking at that case, and that's their you know what I mean. A lot of these far right people are are using that as like as look at this, people are still getting COVID, you know, because of you know as after yeah, that, you know. That they were getting COVID. Yes, I mean I don't think they are dying of it, but yeah. I mean they, they probably exaggerated it at this moment, but yeah, that's kind of what they're using. A lot of them are using that study and I, I actually want to take a look at that and what's but you said so based on your opinion your studies you said it was like an anomaly basically right yeah it was strange because um the um, cases are going down in all the mm-hmm. countries that <clears throat> that can increase their vaccination rate it went they went down in the united states and now they're going up but we know it's in the states that refuse <laughs> where most people refuse to get vaccinated yeah and yeah, I know that in Spain most people are getting vaccinated and it's going down too. So yeah, I mean just the fact that 99.5% of the cases are from unvaccinated, right? That speaks volumes. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's, and I think that's what people don't really understand with science. Like something like something in Israel, there's an anomaly, you know, but if you look at the grander, the big picture, it's mm-hmm. working, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, it's the same with the computer program. There's glitches somewhere, you know what I mean? And like, there's still, you know, we have to invest. I mean, I'm an accountant. Happens all the time with me. My finance partner's going to ask, hey, Sancho, why is this higher than this? Well, let's figure it out. There's something going on there, you know? And there's always like a one-off thing that happens, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Thanks, Irene. Say, you want to wrap it up, Ricardo? Right. Yeah, let's go ahead. Thank you, Irene. I just want to say you've been uh, you've been great. You've been definitely very informative. I've taken away quite a number of things, so I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, we have one hour just straight up. We're finishing this up. So I just want to thank you again, Irene. Uh, so for our listeners, hope you enjoyed it. It's been pretty informative. And was to let you know, send us an email at publicdiscoursepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest, you have any questions, feel free to just hit us up. And uh, I hope wonder everyone has a, anyone want to say anything good? I hope you guys just uh, have a good, have a good uh, weekend. All right. Have a good week. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Bye.